Hello everyone and welcome back to Latter Day Takes. Today's episode is dropping on a Thursday and that's because I dropped an episode on Tuesday. If you want to catch that, it was about 15 minutes long. I wanted to address the uh, church uh, sex abuse hotline and kind of the hot water that all that stuff's they're getting involved in with the crazy stories that are going on about how Basically, the church has facilitated all that. Anyway, I don't want to get into that right now. You can go check out that episode. I give my stance there, and I think there's a lot of problems to be pointed out, and that does not exonerate the church in any way. I also don't think it's as big of an indictment as the church as one may think. So anyway, if you're interested, go check it out. Let me know what you think. Um, On today's episode, we've got two amazing women, great friends of mine, Audrey Chug, Brooke Wolf, coming on. They wanted to talk dating in Utah. And you know what? It's a unique one. So we get into all that. And it's pretty funny. I specifically was like, I need you guys to share some funny stories to kind of keep it moving along. And then we get into discussions. And a lot of it's honestly pretty serious, but we do have a good time. I think you all will enjoy the discussion. Uh, Brooke and Audrey are great. I'm sure I'll have them back on. We'll talk more. They can be recurring guests at some point. Um... Anyway, before we get to the rest of the episode, though, I have a couple of things to share. One of which, something that I shared last week, if you are into protein bars, check out Odyssey Snacks. So, I love them. I specifically got their banana chocolate chip peanut butter prebiotic protein bar, but they have more flavors than just that. They have mint chocolate brownie, they have peanut butter chocolate chip, they have dark chocolate almond, they have mocha chocolate crisp. And I'm excited to try them all because the banana chocolate chip peanut butter is fantastic. It's only 220 calories. It has all the awesome macros. It has a great breakdown of proteins, fats, carbohydrates, right? Not over the top on any of them. It keeps you satisfied. Satiety level is just through the roof. Amazing afternoon pick-me-up. Highly suggested. You can get 10% off two different ways. You you can't combine this, sorry, because it's the same thing odysseysnacks.com slash harpy10 that's h-a-r-p-e-y one zero and then you could just select what you want buy it and they'll give you 10% off or you could just go to odysseysnacks.com and type in your promo code harpy10 h-a-r-p-e-y one zero once again that's harpy10 h-a-r-p-e-y one zero if you're interested in 10% off your snacks i see that some of you have actually taken advantage of this deal i'm curious who that is let me know and let me know if you like them i love them i will keep promoting them so I hope you don't get sick of this. The other announcement I wanted to make involves actually a service opportunity that I am giving or putting out there for a friend, and it's called Care Cuts. It's an event that's taking place August 21st. Now, you can go to the site. You can ask me about the site. I'll put it in the bio. There's a link in the bio that you can check out for Care Cuts service opportunity, and what it is is that they'll need your help to volunteer for positions at this event, and what they do these like haircuts for a bunch of refugees that either don't have the time or don't have the means necessary to do this. And what they do is they'll have a lot of volunteers like watch kids, um, whatever they can do to help. I mean, you're not, you're not volunteering to actually cut hair, but just kind of be there as part of the event. And they're asking that you be available for this because there's a lot of kids that come to these types of things. So they just need, I mean, they say, Most of these refugees are actually children. So a lot of this is for children, and it's for refugees just trying to make a new life in Utah. So they need as many volunteers as they can get. Anything will help. If you're able to volunteer, participate, you can inquire more through the link that I will once again drop in the bio. 
Um, I don't know, the description, sorry, not called bio. The description, it's Instagram bio. Anyway, um, or you can ask me directly, and I will direct you to the friend of mine that is helping with out with all this as well, and you can get in contact. Great service opportunity. Let me know. With that, hope you all enjoy this episode. Mormons are really nice people. Totally nice. They are the yes. best cult. Have you ever, under the influence of alcohol, questioned the teachings of the Mormon church? Well, these Mormons are so nice. Everybody's so nice. <laughs> Everybody's so nice in Utah. They're all Mormon, right? Yeah. So they're not most drinking. Of the, and they're like not cussing. They're like, Slovis, you stink. <laughs> I'm afraid it was the Mormons. Yes, the Mormons were the correct Because God loves Mormons and he wants some more. Shout out to the Latter-day Saints. All right, so today, news. What are we talking today? Well, the only thing that I can really think of, of any at least national relevance, is the fact that apparently it's all relative for the presidency, uh, the White House, right? They talk about how today, literally today, President Biden mentioned, he said, without any ounce of irony, he said, inflation is 0%. And we're sitting here going, well, aren't we already at like 8.5? Nope. Because we were at 8.5, but since 8.5, we're at zero. So just like gas prices, how we haven't gone up $2.80 since uh, Joe Biden has entered office, uh, gas prices have gone down, you know, like 60 cents on average. Oh, okay. So they've gone down under his presidency. That's all we have to worry about. It's amazing. It's amazing the relativity they like to throw out there and just say, oh, yeah, no, this is actually good. Because since things got really bad since I was in office, they are now better. So therefore, these are all good things. Not that there's likely slowly, slowly an improvement towards the norm. Anyway, I think by now you probably know which way I lean uh, politically. I've really never made it that a secret. Um, I just, it's, you got to point out, you know, you call, call balls and strikes where you see them. I mean, the other big news is the FBI raided Trump's home at Mar-a-Lago. I don't really know what to make of that because I'm hearing from both sides that and this is like from people like Andrew Yang, who obviously is no Republican. He's maybe a slightly moderate Democrat. He's very much a Democrat, but he's like maybe on the more of the moderate side. He's definitely not on the hard left. Andrew Yang tweets out and he says, um, you know, this is actually maybe a win for Trump. I mean, if this is not like a smoking gun that like he clearly did something very illegal and like deserves prison sentence for it then we may have just handed him the presidency in 2024. Me, as a conservative, I look at this as somewhat of a win-win, believe it or not, because the way I look at it is if Trump really did do something terribly illegal and goes to prison, well, then he's no longer a candidate for the Republican Party in 2024, so we don't have to worry about that. But guess who is? DeSantis becomes the de facto frontrunner for the Republicans in 2024. What does that mean? Democrats are more scared of DeSantis than they are Trump. So I don't see how there's a problem here. Now, with that said, if it isn't something that Trump would go to prison for, what then happens? Well, he gains a lot of steam because it goes right with the narrative that they've been targeting him since day one, since he entered the White House. They haven't left him alone. And it's all just kind of this witch hunt that really, and they're not able to prove anything. They don't, they're not able to catch him red-handed, no smoking gun, nothing like that. And he survives yet again and becomes one of the most resilient people who's been under a microscope for so long. You got to wonder, does that mean the, he, the White House is his in 2024? I don't know. I mean, crazier things have happened than that. We've already seen that happen. So it's going to be interesting. I don't, I don't really know what to make of it. I'm hearing that the documents that he took 
like he they were declassified when he took them but then he shouldn't have kept them for as long as he did and blah 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 and like apparently he had cooperated and sent some of them back but not all of them and they thought that maybe he was keeping them and so they raided his home and the judge that signed the warrant apparently wasn't really a fan of his ever had even called him out on social media directly calling him basically a terrible person when trump insulted john lewis um john lewis being the i believe former senator of georgia very very like very uh involved in the civil rights movement of the 60s anyway there's a lot going on there's still more that we got to unpack uh it doesn't seem like they have anything hard on him for now in the meantime there's hunter biden who now like mainstream news networks on the left side like cnn msnbc are all actually citing hunter biden saying this laptop is legit brian stelter of all people on cnn brian stelter is saying this laptop is legit and hunter biden has some very very illegal activity that he is highlighting on this laptop so now that's that's not even a, like a, a right-wing myth anymore. And in the meantime, you see him boarding Air Force One to go on vacation with his with his par- parents, with his family. Like, yeah, this, this sounds about right. We're living in clown world for sure. Anyway, that's the big news of the week. That's about all I've got for you. One other thing I was going to note, I'm in a fun little body fat percentage loss competition with some friends, um, some of which actually listen to the podcast. That's right. Shout-outs to... Clay Hardman and Tyler Miller. No shout outs to anybody else because I don't know if they're listening, so they don't get it. Sorry. Um, all right, Trevor, if you join us, then you'll get a shout out. Anyway, so we, uh, we're going to take till uh, Thanksgiving. So I may give you kind of some updates here. We all measured ourselves. We did a DEXA scan. If you're interested in that, I can let you know what that's like. The DEXA scan is one of the most comprehensive um exams of the body like the 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 physical aspects of the body it gives you all those awesome measurements it gives you body fat percentage it gives you basal metabolic rate it gives you muscle mass it gives you bone density it gives you just tons of information and it takes about like 10 minutes to do because it goes it scans literally scans your whole body uh over the top and like does every inch at a time very very interesting how that works well we're all just going to base it off of the percentage that we lost of our starting body fat percentage and I think there might be some juicing going on because two of my buddies that have done it, I, I don't see how they have more body fat percentage than I do, com, uh, supposedly um, based off of the results of their DEXA scan. And I don't see it. I, I, I'm at 20.3 um, and they're like at 23.8 and 24.9. Like it's crazy. And they don't look it at all. I don't think any of us look it. Whatever. What do I know? The only reason I tell you this now is because it might be kind of fun to keep you all updated as the as the weeks go by. We'll see, uh, you know, how, how things are looking and what the progress is like for all of us. And so may have them chime in for a podcast at some point to ask them how it's going. And then maybe you all can join us, too, if anybody's interested. Get in on it. We put in $100 and the winner gets the pot right before Thanksgiving. With that said... We'll go ahead and kick it over to the main segment of the podcast. Hope you all enjoy it. Hope you all have had a great week and hope you all have a great rest of your week. All right. Joining me on the podcast today, two lovely ladies, first time guests. We have, do do you want your last names being shared or do you want to stay relatively anonymous? (laughs) Honestly, my voice will give it away. Okay. Oh yeah. That's Audrey Chug, everybody, in case you couldn't put that together. And we have Brooke Wolf. Joining us. Yeah, yeah. 
Brooke, who has her own pod or had has Has had past tense. I don't know if he'll come back. It's in the hopper. Thanks for the shout out, though. I really appreciate (laughs) it. Yeah, you got it. The Turnout Podcast, (laughs) which is highlighting like love, like exactly fun stories. Like when you think things are maybe in like dire straits, like hey, it wasn't so bad like we thought maybe. That's exactly it. There you go. Yeah. Good. I was just trying to be a guest on your podcast for the longest time. That was my audition. So, yeah. All right, we come back. This is the first audition. one. Yes, <laughs> okay. first one back on. I love it. All right. Well, I wanted to bring you two on. We've this is something we talked about. Audrey, you mentioned this a little bit ago. How you were like, we should talk about. You kind of. I mean, it was something along these lines. Sorry if I don't remember exactly, but it was like, I have. Women remember everything. Remember. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Well, I I don't remember that too well, but. Um, you were talking about bad dating stories and you're like, it might be kind of fun to talk about that. And I kind of like talking about it regardless because that's the state I'm in, right? It's just <laughs> perpetually bad dating stories. Um, and so I thought, well, hey, come on, we'll talk about it. We'll talk bad dating stories. We'll talk dating culture in Utah. We'll talk whatever else comes to mind. Okay. So without further ado, I think we're just going to get going and we're going to kind of try and pepper in some bad dating stories you know, throughout the podcast just to kind of, like, keep things going with the transitions and stuff like that. So who do we have starting us off? Audrey, for sure. Here's the thing. I really want to make this clear. Look here. (laughs) As Brooke always says. I'm going to keep things pretty de-identified, pretty anonymous, because at the end of the day, bad dating stories are really just funny stories years down the road, right? Okay, can I insert right here? Yeah. I was just thinking... How many times, okay, we always tell our bad date stories, mm-hmm. but how many times do you think you've been the bad date? Every time. <laughs> so I want to tell a story. I'm not blameless. <laughs> okay, but I want to, okay, after, you'll tell your story, yeah. and then I'll tell a story that when I was the bad date. Ooh. I'll spice I, it Oh, up, I can't wait I for that one. I'm like, dang. Yeah, I'm I can sure tell myself I under was. the bus, too. I can do that. Yeah, I'm sure I've been. A, Easy. I think. I haven't had, uh, here's the thing. Maybe I haven't, though, and the only reason I think that maybe I haven't is because I've, I can't look back at a story where I'm like, oh my gosh, it was the worst dating story ever. Right, yeah. I don't have one of my own where, like, she would have been bad, mm-hmm. you know? So oh. if I haven't, if I don't have one of those, I think it's fairly likely I was was also not one of those. Well, it's the I'm, thing... I'm too mundane yeah. to, like, really... But this really, is also too, Harper, to are we both? Toast. We've been on dates, so, like, that's you true. can give me feedback, and I can give you feedback, yeah, I actually do point. not want yeah. this. <laughs> I am not going to open Yeah, we're going to do some live reevaluating. <laughs> Of Brooks and my experience, <laughs> this was a bit. This would have been say, like. Though, Harper, you were such a you were a great dater. <laughs> Thank you. You called me on the phone. It was clear that it was a date. No confusion on that end. You know, so that's great. a thing. Ten out of ten. Being great confused date. about. Well, thank you. Yeah, sometimes. Well, yeah, you have no idea. You're like, am I paying? Is this a date? What's yeah. happening? So, it was about a year and a half ago to... for context, by the oh, way. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was actually yesterday. Just kidding. Yeah, it's like, and we we got date number three planned. <laughs> oh my gosh. Next week. This podcast is now dated to why Brooke and. Harper did not work out. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. That's the new title. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Uh, No, but like, honestly, with this, I just feel like it's a really good concept that everyone needs to understand that in in no relationship, whether it be friendships, dating, anything, is everyone, is one person 100% to blame. Sometimes it can be heavily weighted, but it still is like very important to realize that you are not blameless and that everyone has to change. With that said, there is a catalyst, though. Like, there is one person that generally causes the destruction, (laughs) Mm -hmm. and then from there it just becomes this 
turmoil where it's just back and forth. Just very. Harper, I think we need to hear stories from you. <laughs> I don't really have any. I'm just saying that like one person generally causes it and then the other person reacts poorly. And yeah. so then, then, then you become like, oh, at first it's 100% because this is the catalyst. But then mm-hmm. how they react is like, okay, I shouldn't have reacted that way. I'll take 30. Right. And then and from then there, it's, it's just like, who knows? Mm-hmm. Then it's embarrassing because you're like, wait, that's not me. Why did I react that way? That's so embarrassing. <laughs> so, True. yeah. Actually, in dating, okay, this is good. Dating, I feel like, brings out sometimes the crazy in me. Which you know, of course, I'm not like a yeah, normal I can, person. I can, I can attest to that. <laughs> but I feel like I start overthinking way more because I'm like, oh, I like this person. But do guys, right, do they have a crazy side that they're like, oh my gosh, this girl? Actually, I feel like they do. Well, whether or not it's a crazy side or whatever you call it, I feel like when you actually are interested in someone, it's so much harder to be who you are, right? Classic <gasps> thing, I always say, I can get any guy to fall in love with me that I'm not interested in. <laughs> there is, the ones I mean, that there I like, some... I'm like, wait, I promise I'm way cooler than this. We, yes? Should we give out ages for context as well? Oh, uh, yeah, sure. We're very mature women. Yeah. Oh, I we wasn't going there, but I mean, you absolutely are mature. I'm 34, just so like people listening will be like oh these are just a bunch of mid-single losers <laughs> just in case you don't have to share your age though I'm right. I've I'm long fine. learned that you do not ask a woman her age. oh my we're fine yeah I think you're fine you both look great wow yeah. thank you see now who's no who's, Botox who's showering none of us have ever had Botox is that right it's very important that you know Heck that yeah. wow that's... not that we're shaming people that do because honestly we probably will get Botox next time with our friends well you know what's funny is that what, okay so let me take you through a little bit of a journey here when I grew up, my mom would always get on me. She's like, don't wrinkle your forehead. And I'd always like be like, I'd always express emotion through my forehead, you know, and like give off those vibes or whatever. And I even told her at one point, I was like, mom, it's fine. Don't they have stuff for that? And she's like, no, but you just want to do it naturally. Well, sorry, mom. I've done Botox in the forehead a few times. Really? It does help. I mean, it helps. Cause, Wait, like, raise your eyebrows. Oh, Interesting. Yeah, you can't do it all the way. It's yeah, it's more just like uh like the the wrinkles will just like they just a little bit deeper if I don't have it. Hmm. And so that's the only place I've used it, but not that so that matters. I'm definitely I'm not about selling it. this. Yeah, let's do it yeah, next okay, time. Then. But you guys both look great. How old are you actually? Now I am now I am asking. We're still in our 20s. You so are? Oh. Brooke is 29 and I'm 27, but I'm turning 28 in the 3 test. days. Woo-hoo. Yeah. So I'm 28 basically. The is that the time? Okay. Yeah. Okay. No way. Yeah. That's Wednesday. exciting. Happy birthday. Thanks. This, this is w- the birthday pod. Yeah, this is the birthday pod. Sheesh. Audrey Chug. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Um, All about me today, guys. Sorry. Yes, it is. All right. Sorry. I just had to give that little disclaimer because I know there's like, I mean, I've been pretty open about it. So I don't like want to make yeah. it seem like, oh, I don't want to talk about it. Like and to be fair, so you're 33? 34. Uh, 34. So I'll I be 35 like... next month. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Also, happy birthday. Thank you. Brooke's birthday is in December, December. so sorry. I just wanted to overshadow yours. <laughs> but I feel like when it comes to dating um, relatively with ages, men in their early to mid-30s is about the same as, like, women in their mid to late 20s. Because is that right? It's like, I, in, in relative and, like, exper- I, in my opinion, because guys typically date These are, like, dog younger. years to human years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Just That's funny. in the way that, I don't know. That's my opinion, though. Anyways, yes. no, there might be something to that. Tangents. All right, we, we have, oh, I know, this is going to be a great podcast. You guys just have no idea. <laughs> People are going to um, be so bored. <laughs> no, there's not, that doesn't happen. That doesn't, actually, that does happen on my podcast. I listen sure, to your but. podcast and I'll just do it when I'm like cleaning or working or something. Well, there you go. So. And, and so just in case you do get bored, you could just focus more on what you're cleaning at the time. <laughs> yeah, that's perfect. Wow, this baseboard, <laughs> man. <laughs> yeah. 
I did not realize how dirty this baseboard was until this podcast got unbearable. Um, oh all right, we have prolonged these stories. Okay, yes. okay, sorry. okay all let's right. get okay. going. All right. Okay, so I have a funny story, and but I think it's kind of like Brooke's podcast where it's like things work out. So I, I'd like to open with this one because I think it's a really good example of how um, – because guys oftentimes will be like, I don't want to ask this girl out because I don't want to ruin the friendship. And the concept here is... I have even, problems with that even, inherently. Right. It's yeah. like, well, even if someone hurts someone's feelings tremendously, it's it, the concept of forgiveness. And as long as you apologize and own up to your mistakes, like really n- no bad can come from it because then you've given it a shot, you know for sure, and then you can move on, you know? And so this guy, listen, look here. I <laughs> Look here is Brooke's phrase, and every time I see her, it makes me want to. So it. I move down to Lehigh, and I meet this guy, and he pursues me very pursuingly for a couple of weeks. Yeah, that checks out. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it was kind of refreshing because I hadn't been pursued like that for a while. It was very refreshing to like have someone be like, I'm going to ask you on dates and I'm going to show you that I actually am interested in you and like you and want to spend time with you. So it was one of those things where it just took off really quickly and we were seeing each other every day and it was just really fun to get to know him. Um, and it lasted like two or three weeks. It was just a little fling, super fun. Um, our first kiss story is actually really funny because I got allergies way bad and then I had snot like all over my oh, face. Goodness. It was Ooh, very, beautiful. very embarrassing. Yeah. Did you get it on his face? Uh, maybe just a little bit. <laughs> Anyways, that's maybe a story for another time. But, um, I, homeboy... That reminds me of something else, too. Anyway, sorry, keep going. Anyways. Gonna, you're going to hear gum in the background, everybody, just FYI. You guys want any gum? I would love some gum, but not right now. Speaking of kissing, that's probably the cutest. It's like, I should probably have some gum. And at one point in the podcast, just Harper will kiss one of us. That I kiss either of you. Yeah. No, yes. Sorry. I didn't. All the sexual tension. Right. Um, so... Anyways, it doesn't work out after a couple of weeks. I was, but this is part of the story. This is important because I was at his house and we were all watching a movie and he like comes back into the room. He like doesn't sit next to me and you kind of start, you know, getting those feelings like, I don't think this guy's into me, whatever. And so I'm like, why am I here? This is kind of weird. So I just like pick up and leave and I say goodbye to everyone or whatever. And I'm just on my way back to my house. But he meets me up at the top when I'm putting my shoes on and he's, and he's like, Hey, I'm sorry. I just don't think I'm feeling this. I'm like, thanks for talking to me. That's okay. Blah, blah, blah. I think that was first example of being really good with it but then also so I leave the house and then weeks go by and he's still like is flirting with me and kind of acting like he had been over the past few weeks I hate that by the way yeah the ambiguity yeah oh, that kills me super fun times anyway so I was like I'm just gonna play along with this I don't really know what's going on but if I say anything then it's gonna like make him make a decision and I don't want him to make a decision we're just gonna like play with it and have fun so then we go on this trip, this like weekend trip with a bunch of our friends, and um, he invites me to ride down with him in his car, and there was this girl in the car with him that I met, and come to find out that was his ex-girlfriend that he was still really, really tight with, and um, she was nice and cute and fun, and we like got along and stuff, but it was just like, the moment I realized it was his ex-girlfriend, I was like, well, is this weird? It's like, well, no, he invited me down here, like he's flirting with me, so I'm just gonna do my thing, she can do her thing, we can do our thing, um, uh, but the whole weekend just ended up being really awkward because he was flirting with me and I think it was almost to make her a little bit jealous and, you know, all all the good fun things. <laughs> and so things just kind of got messy from there. But the point of the story is that 
you know, weeks go by and he, he was like, Hey, we should probably have a conversation. And we had a conversation and he completely owned up to it. He was like, I'm so sorry that I've been treating you this way. This is my fault. My bad. Um, I shouldn't have done these things to you. And just the fact that he was able to own up to it and say, I'm sorry and apologize and say, I really do appreciate you as a person. I think you're wonderful was just huge to me. And that was because of that. We are still really good friends to this day. Oh, who is it? Uh, well, it's Harper Anderson. Just kidding. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> no, okay. I'm, not I'm gonna, the douche. I'm not going to say. Honestly, a lot of people that listen to this podcast, if you know me, will know who this is. But I'm not going to. You know, it's fine. Um, and obviously, like, the ex-girlfriend in this was blameless. Like, it's not like she was. Yeah. Anyways, it's just it's just that's how the cookie crumbled. So, but. All that to say was I was just really impressed by that. And I think a lot of dating mishaps could be solved by just communicating and being honest. And that is something that, for whatever reason, we cannot do. There's no question about that. I totally agree. So. Yeah. Oh, that's. I wasn't expecting, like, a fairly positive spin on, know, on a story. Like, I thought I would open up at least with a good positive guy. Okay, so we better end with a bad one then. Oh, that's all. That's all I got. Yeah. Oh, Brooke's shaking her, or Brooke's nodding her head. That's definitely coming. Okay. Well, there was a lot of negative in that, in that story, but anyways. Okay, so that actually reminds me real quick. It's kind of funny. I'm, I'm, I was probably planning on sharing this, but because it was has to do with Brooke and I kind of going out, at least tangentially, because my sister and How I are very How many dates did you guys go on? Two. At least two, yeah. I, honestly, I can't even remember our second okay. date. Okay. Oh, what was are you serious? No, I mean, I know we did it. I know the first one was Top Golf. The yes, first one was and like. And the second one, we went to dinner. That makes sense because I felt like we had missed that part of the first date where it was like. Yeah, yeah because it was like a, it was a group date. I could have guessed that was it. I just don't remember like yeah. where we went. It was like this really fancy Italian restaurant thing. It was like this queue you walk in and it was like. You, you like It's like you entered a different world. <laughs> I know what you're talking about. Yeah, it's you know? it's the place across from Trolley Square. Yeah, yeah, I love that uh, place. Yeah. Yeah, 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 I discovered it on my birthday. That's where they, like, a bunch of my friends wanted to go. So I remember you told me went. the story too. Yeah, there Talk you go. The back. I'm wow. just I'm just recycling old stories <laughs> left and right. Yeah. Um, no, real quick though, because my it was I think there was a lot going on with COVID around that time, and I'm really close with my sister who lives out in Mill Creek and. Um, she was asking me, she's like, oh, like, what's, what's been going on and everything? I was like, oh, I've been taking this girl out. Or no, I think I told, I think I told her when it was gonna happen. And, um, I think you and I had already talked about the podcast at that point. Yeah. And so I told her, I was like, yeah, I guess she has this podcast. And my sister listened to a few. She did. And she texted me randomly and she's like, hey, uh, when, when you went out with Brooke, did she borrow one of your masks? <laughs> and I was like. We haven't gone out yet. We had actually mask, not like even... 2020 face mask. Yeah. 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 Uh-huh. COVID mask. And I was like, we actually haven't gone out yet. And she's like, oh, okay. That's funny because she was talking about on her podcast about how she was way grossed out because she borrowed one of the guy's masks. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh, thank goodness. <laughs> I was oh, like, I better so have a clean funny. mask ready for her then. <laughs> she needs yeah. one. Yeah. Because you know, like, I don't even know. I, I didn't, I think I changed purses. And so I didn't, and I didn't have a mask in my purse. And so we went to this restaurant and the door said, you know, you had to have a mask. And the guy's like, oh. And so he opened up his like center console thing. I had all these used masks and I had to wear one and I was so gross and guys literally your I'd rather breath get COVID. is on yeah. I know disgusting literally. that's how you can tell if you're into a guy or not 
If you wish. There's like if you are okay with his mask on your face. Slash I mean, that's basically like, chapstick. yeah, locking lips and <laughs> spit swapping and stuff. I mean, that's just one First step level. below. So right? every boy that's listening, if you ever want to know if we're into you, just offer a mask. A used mask. <laughs> yeah. That is so funny. I remember this. You yeah. told me that. That's hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So I thought that was Mimes. funny. I'm like, oh gosh, okay. Better be prepared. <laughs> um, anyway. Yeah. The ma- those masks got freaking gross real quick. And actually, I'll tell you one thing. It's it adds a whole other enlightenment to how makeup works on females uh-huh. when like they use one of your masks and you're like, well, this thing's trash. <laughs> also, I feel like COVID added so many extra fun things with dating. It's like it was just one more excuse. It's like, oh, I have maybe been exposed, so I think we should cancel our date. I'm like, okay, if you really haven't exposed, great. But if not, can you just tell me? Anyways, <laughs> but. <laughs> But I remember I would be on dates with guys and then um, they would have, I would need a mask because I didn't bring a mask or whatever. And they'd have an ex- extra mask and it would have makeup on. I'm like, oh, is this from your Tuesday girl? <laughs> like oh, finding- that's funny. Yeah. So- this is, this is the date mask. Yeah. This is the date mask. I have mask. it on the side con- panel. <laughs> <laughs> that's your, that's your side. Oh, oh that's gosh. hilarious. All right. Well, so yes. I, w- I was thinking about it based off of what Audrey had shared with us. Um, Obviously, the straightforwardness is a big component, and like we we hate confrontation, and so that just adds a whole bunch of layers of confusion and ambiguity. Mm-hmm. Um, I, what is it that stops us from being just more clear and direct? I mean, is it just confrontation, or is there more to it? Is it our reputation? Is it? Well, my first thought was, why does confrontation have to equal communication or contention? Yeah, you know, I don't know why we got all wrapped up in. <laughs> That reminds me of Seinfeld, Seinfeld quote, but um, Seinfeld. I don't know. That's true, all three of us. How, confront- how confrontation got all wrapped up with communication because it you truly can just have an open, honest conversation without it being contentious or dramatic, and I don't know why it is that way. Hmm. Brooke, you have any thoughts on that? I don't know. Well, okay, I guess it depends on what what is the topic with what you're talking about you guys breaking up you guys i think it i don't know because it's like you can talk about how someone ghosted you but i'm like if you've been on one date then i don't feel like you need to communicate Mm because that makes it awkward like sorry i'm just not interested i think that's a little too soon but i think that I, i don't know after like a few dates and you should communicate I don't know. I think it just depends on what it has to do with, you know? Everyone yeah. has a different threshold for ghosting. <laughs> and that's yeah. what makes it hard. Is like, that's true. Where do you, for me, I actually I'll tell you about what this mine in a is. podcast with Chanel way long ago. Really? Yeah, because okay. she yeah, called yeah. me out one time because I was oh. going on a rant on one of my episodes. Mm-hmm. I was just like, I don't get it. Like, why don't people just text you? Like, just text you. They're like not interested. I'd much rather prefer that. Now, I understand the antithesis to that is when they've done that before and then they get some jackass i can swear on my own podcast so i'm gonna say that jackass <laughs> okay. who responds terribly mm-hmm. and he's just like a total jerk right then then they're like well what am i gonna do i'm not gonna re- i'm not gonna text him then tell him i'm not interested i'd rather not talk to him so i understand why that exists yeah and that's unfortunate and chanel actually came on because she's like you did that to me oh. and i was like that's not true and that's where we got into the threshold have you dated all your friends uh, no. Are we fr- are we friends? <laughs> are we dating? No, that's my point. <laughs> um, so Chanel comes on, calls me out, and I was like, well, 
Oh, but I do date everyone that comes on the podcast. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I couldn't help myself. Um, What was different about that was that I, Chanel and I had, neither of us had communicated with each other. Mm -hmm. I didn't reach out and I did feel bad about not reaching out. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, had she reached out, I 100% would have communicated with her. Like I would have reciprocated. And that was the difference is that like when somebody reaches out, you should respond. I don't ever really, unless it's a dating app, I never miss a text message. Yeah. Like ever. Mm-hmm. And Brooke will for the first two weeks and then she'll get back to you. <laughs> <laughs> I've, get, I've gotten better with you. Yeah, Brooke either gets better. back to yeah. you within like 30 seconds or 30 days. Yeah. Yeah. Because if yeah. I see it and I'm like, oh, I need to think about this response and then I'll be driving my car and I'm like, oh no, I never responded. It happens like that. Yeah. But back to what we were talking about. So I feel like something that we're all guilty of is is, if we have one bad dating experience, we kind of pin that on everyone else. But we really can't blame the past mistakes of someone for what other people may or may not do. So it's hard because when something like that happens, if say you were to text someone and they responded poorly, you can't use that as an excuse to not do that in the future, to not be, to not at least show up as your best self to this person because of what had happened in the past. Um, and I honestly th- think, at least in my experience, most of the time when I've been communicated, really had good, good, good communication. Wow. Can you take out like, my stutter right there? <laughs> we'll see. It's too ironic. I, I got to keep it in. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that people actually usually take it really well. And I don't think I've ever really had a bad experience of someone responding poorly, but that's just me. Really? You've never had a guy where like, oh, actually like I wasn't interested. Well, no, I have that, that, but I'm just saying. No, no, no. She's she's talking about, yeah, like when you say that to a guy and he's just like, well, then screw you. Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever had that? Yeah. Or they're just like, well, actually, I wasn't, because they're like, well, ask you on a date and they're like, hey, sorry, I'm not interested. They're like, well, actually, I really wasn't interested anyways either. Like, I just, and then they were, okay. (laughs) This never happened to you? This happens all the time to my girlfriends where it's like, but you just literally asked me out and now you're acting like. Wait a second. So that literally is common for a girl to, the girls, you and girls you know, say, I'm sorry, I'm actually just not really interested. And the guy responds and says... I wasn't either. I wasn't either. It's not like I was trying to date you. (laughs) That's happened to me a couple of times, but... See? But I will say, like, going back to the ghosting... That's a bold move. (laughs) I just liked spending money on you for no reason at all. Seinfeld, remember, this isn't a date. (laughs) Yeah, exactly, that's right. Yeah, losing a bet. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's a date. That's a date. (laughs) He meets our parents. Yeah. Yeah, his parents or whatever. Yeah, anyways. Todd Gack. (laughs) <laughs> anyway, I would kill what you guys. What about the name Todd? Trivia. No, you wouldn't. Okay, anyways. Uh, yeah. But that goes back to the ghosting threshold because I really feel like after one, two, maybe three dates, if you haven't like kissed or anything, I don't think a text is, or a conversation is warranted. But if you've taken me out like three, four, five times, if you've kissed me, like I feel like that's when something is warranted. Right. So that's your threshold. That's my threshold. So you actually are okay if a guy... So, okay, let's paint the picture. Yeah. Three dates, no kissing. Date number four, he reaches out. And you don't think the threshold, like, you don't have to respond if you don't want to, if you're just not interested at that point. Me? Oh, no, I would. No, no, no. That's a very good point. No, I would respond. Okay. So your threshold is lower than what you initially said then. Okay, yeah. So if the guy's asking me on a fourth or even a third or a second date, I would always, if if the guy's asking me on a second date, if he's coming to me and asking me on a second date and I'm not interested, I'm not going to just ghost him. 
Yeah. I'll either say, like, I'm sorry I had a really great time with you, but I'm just not interested. Yeah. But but I'm just saying that, like, if things are going really well and I'm anticipating another hearing back from the guy, having a date from his end, and he doesn't reach out to me, that's when I get confused. Because it's like, oh, would have been nice if you just kind of gave me a heads up that there wasn't going to be another date, you know? Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Ooh. 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 Okay. This is interesting because there's two sides to every coin, right? So... I, cause the way I see it is if I reach out and I think the threshold is a date, if you agree to date number one, mm-hmm. then there should be some communication just like back and forth, like standard. Just if I Ideally, say yes. like date number two and they're just like, you know what? I'm not feeling it. It's like, okay, that sucks. Hurts a little bit, but it's okay. I can suck it up. You know, it happens. Mm-hmm. If there's any communication you meet in person, right? Before then I would appreciate just like, oh, Hey, like. Things aren't going to, like, sorry, I'm really busy. Like, there was a girl that I was getting set up with who Mm -hmm. agreed to get set up with me. I didn't even, like, it wasn't my setup or anything. It was, like, somebody else had literally contacted both of us. I'm like, you guys should go out. I tried to set it up three times, Mm. and it fell through every time. And I was like, you know what? I'm over this. And um, I think she was genuine in that, the fact that she, like, would have, I just, like, she needs to make more effort anyway. But we never actually went out, but there was at least, okay communication anyway sorry this is way too much of a tangent right now what i'm getting at is i i it's a little bit more acceptable if you've never gone on a date and one of them just ghosts the other but it would still be nice to say hey like you can even give something out vague that's like oh i'm pretty busy this week because then i put the onus on them then i say all right well if you want to go out then let me know like if i ask a girl out for the first time and i say like hey like are you free this week i'd love to take you out she says if she can't, and if she genuinely can't, it's then on her to suggest, Right. oh, you know what, but next free's a lot more open. Then it's like, okay, then I'll reach out again. But if she just says, oh, I'm sorry, I'm pretty busy this week, then I'm like, kind of sounds like she doesn't really want to go out. Mm-hmm. I'm guessing you have used similar excuses or no? I feel like I've talked a lot, so you're up. Uh, one thing, what, sorry, one other thing I did want to add to that too is that I took, I, I've taken a girl out twice before. And nev- I, I didn't say anything, and I just didn't take her out a third time. Is that bad? She didn't reach out either. Like, I didn't ghost her. Like, she didn't reach out, but I just never reached out again, and she never re- reached out, never said anything. Then, that, yeah, I think it's a mutual... Like, kind of seems like yeah, it, right? Totally, that's how I see totally. it. Now, for the very introverted types, though, that you kind of oh, wonder. That's, yeah. Guys, dating is so hard because everyone is so different. It's nebulous, right? But mm-hmm. it, it, it's crazy because I think that, like, in the end, it just kind of reflects back on you. Like, if you ghost someone... You're the one that looks bad. And I think that a lot of times we try to, we overthink it and we just try to play the game and act cool. But like, really, it's like, it's just a reflection of you and who you are. And everyone's just trying to date and get to know each other. And it's so vulnerable too, like Mm -hmm. pursuing somebody. Mm -hmm. So if you don't communicate, it's just showing that you don't have respect for the other person and their efforts. And I'm calling myself out though, because I've ghosted and I've done things, but like, I've tried to be better, and I have a text that I sent you. Yeah, she has a template. Ch- I have a template of, like, and I, like, change it. I need to know this template. Can you share it with me? Can you share it on the podcast? Yeah. Oh, this is so. beautiful. Oh, I was not so. even expecting this. This is amazing. And it's so. literally as simple as this. Like, it, I don't know why. It is so simple. It, we, we hype it up in our heads like it's this hard conversation, but all it has... Literally, it's just a text. Like, it's not even a phone call. It's not even yeah. an in-person thing. At the low level, it's just sending a quick text message. It's not a big deal. Yeah. Except no. Brooke loves phone calls. 
You know me. Sounds like well. an inside joke that I don't know about. No, I mean she loves getting the the phone calls for dates. Oh, so it's, it's like true. maybe really you should do. respond in kind. Yeah, okay. You know what? I probably should. Okay. I'm a hypocrite, okay? But point of story is so I just felt really bad for just ghosting guys. And so this is actually after my divorce that I was like, you know what, I'm gonna be better this time around. So I Googled it. How to not ghost a guy? And this article came up, and this oh is the template. I'm obsessed with that. Are you? Wait, you literally? I did not know. Have, I literally, I can show you. Okay, you I literally would, have in your Google search history how not to ghost a guy. This was in uh, September 2019. Yes. So, um, wow. but I'm gonna pull up. I have it on my podcast Instagram. There's a highlight, and it's called. It's from Bustle. Three ways to end something without ghosting, <laughs> and it goes. This is the text. Okay. Hey, I had a really good time at. Whatever date you went on. <laughs> but, I <don't, laughs> but I don't see this going anywhere romantically. So I don't think it would be right to go out on another date. So, and then I put at the I'm end. I'm pretty sure I got that same exact you text actually from did. you. <laughs> <laughs> and then at the end, I put, I would sincerely like to be friends. Yeah. Yeah. But it's yeah. good because it's so clear. And it's just it's like, true. you know, it's hey, to the point. And like, thanks so much. I had a I really did. I had a great time. Yeah. Here's my question. So like what that, if you yeah. don't want to be friends? Like, what if it's just a you something from Mutual think, or Hinge oh, well, and you're just like, eh, I could go the rest of my life without seeing them okay. again and be okay. That's actually true. If it's a Hinge date and they're not on the scene, then I won't say that last line. You're right. Mm. But if it's like someone in the scene that I will see at things, then I, yeah. Yeah. Then I will say let's okay. be friends. It's working. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah. Case in point. <laughs> and there you are a year and a half later on my podcast. Oh my gosh. Now we're yeah. just homies. Let's go. I love this. I want to go back to this. Um, I, or do we have another story? Well, I oh. have a comment to make really quick, if that's okay. Uh-huh. Yes. So with what you were saying, uh, I just think that it also boils down to girls get rejected. Girls feel rejected more often once dates have kind of progressed through the through the process. Guys mm-hmm. get rejected more initially, right? And Very so true. guys will get ghosted initially, first, second date maybe. Um, which is hard because it happens very frequently, I feel like. But right. I think, at least this is my opinion, for girls, it happens to us more frequently once there's a little bit of momentum and it's kind of you're starting to build something and then all of a sudden they poof out of nowhere. So even though it happens less frequently to us, I feel like it hurts a little bit more. Yeah. Yeah, so. I, could, I could see that, actually. I could see that. There's a lot more gravity in that situation Mm -hmm. right like there's just more substance you know the person better you've been more vulnerable Mm -hmm. yeah i could agree with that yeah all right so do we have a transitional story oh ready when i was the bad date or yeah please yeah that'd be great okay wait actually maybe i should share when you were the bad date all right um okay i'm trying to okay you know when you tell a story Okay, well, you experienced something, and it was so crazy bad. But then when you tell it, it was not that good. Mm-hmm. We're going to try to make it really crazy. I'm just kidding. I but know, this I'm is a really bad happened. storyteller. No, you're not. Also, yeah. <laughs> okay, so there I was. My friend set me up on a date, and he decided to do a double date with his other friend, and we were going to go on a hike, which I have my own opinion about hiking dates, but that's another story. Oh, do you not like those? No. I like them. Yeah, so we can talk about that. <laughs> but point of the story is, so we, I get there, I we meet. You just after. don't like hiking. That's what it is. No, I see it in I your like face. Hiking. You don't like hiking. <laughs> You're not a hiker, anyway. Sorry, okay. I'll let you keep going. All right. Well, no, all right. So there, I meet up at the at the base of you know the hike, and 
Mount I, Tippinogus, 14 miles. Exactly. <laughs> Just kidding. And so, point of the story is, and then it was... Wait, you legit? That was the date? No, I'm was, sorry. Ignore oh, that. no. It was oh. a random hike in the Oh, gotcha. Okay. Making a joke. So, there's four of us, and his friend, he invited a girl that he matched with on Mutual that was just in town. She was visiting from New York City. And she gets out of there in this really, like, bougie-looking outfit, and she has her handbag. And we're going up this hike, and she's carrying her handbag with her the whole time. And she was walking so slow. It took us, I don't know how many miles it was, but it took us three hours to get to the top. And we were going so slow. It was so hot. It was, pro- it was probably Bell Canyon. It was a first date. <laughs> it was like a 45-minute hike up that. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, you're just having these, like, basic conversations like, okay, so where are you from? No, literally, guys, you guys know me. I am, like, really impatient. And I got so irritated for three hours walking so slow. And it was so hot and answering really these, like, questions that once we get to the top, we sit me and my date. <laughs> and then... I was like, well, <laughs> I think it's been really good. So um, I was like, I'm just going to go. So I ran, oh. down, I ran down the whole way and I just went home. You got to the destination <laughs> and you're like, I'm out of it. I'm out of here. I could not. I could literally not. I could not handle it anymore. I was like so irritated that I was like, I cannot walk down this for another three hours walking so slow in this heat and with these people. So That's amazing. I just, and he's never talked to me again. So I know for a fact that I was the bad date. Yeah, but, but it, it doesn't sound like, like you'd want to be friends with him anyway. Let's be honest. Yeah, so. okay, thanks for taking my side. But you know, he's telling people, he's like, I took I mean, this girl on, on a date. Let's not, let's not be <laughs> so, so quick to say that I'm fully on your side. <laughs> okay, but you know, he's telling people, like, I would take this girl on a date. And then she just ditched me. <laughs> no, that's hilarious. Yeah, you are the bad one yeah, in that for sure. For sure. For sure. But I take your side in the psycho sense where girl. like, what's the bigger picture here? And you definitely don't need to be friends with this guy. That's, that's for sure. Okay, very so, true. I guess if that's the way you want to burn the bridge, okay, <laughs> then go for it. I'm not sure. I mean, it's, yeah, whatever. You, you do you in that <laughs> you situation. If I was in that situation... I would maybe think about suggesting like halfway through the way to the top or the destination, wherever that is, just kind of like, hey, like, um, I don't have this much time. I did not sign up for a a seven hour date. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I um, should have, but you know, I didn't. Live and learn. We live and we learn. See, and I'm like, guys, you need to be respectful. See, I wasn't. I just did. No, that's a that's a hilarious story, though. That's freaking fantastic. (laughs) So, So, anyways. Okay, one question I had. Yes. I was wondering when it comes to the we talked about the friend the transitioning from friend to going on a date lover like, friend to lover the friend of the old friend to lover transition ah <laughs> uh, hits again we we talked about this at the beginning and i'm very curious kind of what our thoughts are on that i'm not even sure what my own thoughts are on that i mean initially i would say this i would say you don't need more friends of the opposite sex Mm -hmm. right because Mm -hmm. at some point that's all going to run its course Mm -hmm. i'm not saying that you can't like when you're when you're in a marriage as far as i know as far as i can gather that has never happened to me so i don't know for sure this is all speculative i guess but Mm -hmm. you you certainly do not have individual friends that are of the opposite sex unless you're gay then that's different i guess Mm -hmm. right but i'm not talking about that in a hetero lifestyle that just doesn't happen so Mm -hmm. uh to me, it's kind of like, well, what, like, do I really care to value this friendship? I mean, value is one thing, but do I care to prolong this friendship for another year, two, three, however long it takes me to get married? Or is it kind of like, hey, like, let's just get in front of this. If we're not going to really be as good of friends, then that's fine. I don't think the friendship needs to end, period. No. 
And I think we're probably on the same page there. Mm-hmm. But what I don't know. What are your thoughts there? Those are great thoughts. I don't know if I have anything to add. I just feel like um, we talk a lot about what's your type, what's your type. And I, I could go on all day. But at the end of the day, something I've really been focusing on lately is who are the men in my life that I am consistently excited to see and want to spend more time with consistently? Like even just if they're friends, like who do I really enjoy spending? Who do I feel my best around? And if that's a friend of mine, then it's just, I, I have to just like reconsider that a little bit. And cause at the end of the day, you're right. It's, it's kind of pointless to have a million guy friends. Cause what is that going to do for me? If your husband, the, uh, the guy that you marry, isn't going to be friends with them. Right. They're yeah. done. They're yes. done. They're done. I, I agree. And um, even then, the relationship just changes. Uh-huh. In fact, I'll even mention her, Sarah Wilson, great friend of mine, right? You guys, you guys know yeah, her. Sarah and I have been. You don't know Sarah? Oh. That's okay though. Well, great girl. Yeah, for sure. Seriously, <laughs> thick as thieves. She and I like we're really good friends. Could talk about anything. Um, never dated. Never yeah. once dated. Uh, she just got married, and even throughout her relationship, it like our relationship had changed. I think that's healthy. And both of us. Like, it didn't make any bones about it. Like, mm-hmm. it just is what it is. She was seeing him constantly, you know, all that great stuff. Now they're married, and it's kind of like, yeah. If we're ever going to communicate, it's going to be, like, very purposeful, mm-hmm. you know? Like, the catching up thing, if that's the case, let's just all do it together type right. of thing. Like, go yes. on a double or whatever. Right. And he's a great guy. Like, he's super chill, really nice guy. I like him and good situation. But, yeah, that's one example of that where mm-hmm. it's like she was – one of my best friends yeah. well and not to say there. that i don't want any guy friends right because sarah for you it's in that season of your life she was very valuable to you and you're very grateful for your friendship but at the end of the day you have to change it's we it's knew this a was gonna happen season of your life so. we knew it was gonna yeah. happen yeah exactly yeah. and it is what it is what i find funny is how many of us have friends that we once went out with a few times but you don't really stay friends if it, in other words if friends come first and then go on a date, mm-hmm. that seems to change the dynamic of the relationship more mm-hmm. than had you gone out initially and then become no. friends. Yeah. That's interesting. I don't know why, though, but that just seems to be the case. What's funny is that I feel like there can be times when you go out, and then it's like, ah, oh, it's not really working now, and then you become friends for a while, mm-hmm. and then you're kind of like, I actually like this person more now. Yeah. And then you're like, well, shoot, how does that work? <laughs> like, how do you yeah. navigate True. that? Getting out of the friend zone is harder than just initially once asking you, him out. And exactly. And then once you had gone from semi-romantic to friend zone, how do you go back? Like, I don't think going back to that's semi-romantic is even... That's a hard transition. That's yeah. a really hard that one. That is really hard. I don't know if I've ever even attempted that. Honestly, I, I don't think I have. No. I, I have. have. You have? Yeah. Really? Uh-huh. Obviously, do you want to talk about it? For me. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but do you want to talk about it? Or uh, no? Sure, if you want to hear. Uh, well, like, like I want to hear all the details. I want to hear. Oh, this is actually so, a good so dating story. I have, obviously he asked you out initially. Yeah. Maybe not obviously, but most likely, right? Then did you then want to be friends? That's where I want you to start. Did you initiate the friendship, or was that him? Yeah, I think so. I mean, we were in the same circle of friends. This is my first year of college, and so we and I did enjoy his company, and so I think we just naturally kind of stayed in touch, and then through our missions and kind of coming home and yeah i don't know we've kind of and we've always ran in similar circles of friends too so where'd you serve i don't, I, I don't oklahoma know. city how about that i love i have a couple people that work for me that live in oklahoma they're yeah. like my favorite people anyway so oh, cool i have some favorite people there too so that's that. fun shout out shout out to oklahoma city i will say that i was called spanish speaking so that's my claim to fame did i speak much spanish in oklahoma okay. nah but can i kind of Converse? Yeah. Anyway, so, uh, yeah. What? 
were we talking about? So he had asked you out in college. Mm-hmm. You, do, who initiated the friendship again? Uh, I don't know. I guess me. Yeah, him. He, well, I mean, he ended up rejecting me and saying I want to be friends. Okay, so, so he initiated it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I guess I guess who initiated the breakup and then... Him. If you Whoever became... How you became friends, I don't really care as much about how that happened. Sorry. Sorry. Sorry, Harper. You but you became friends. Yeah. Well, I'm just saying, like, no, yeah, it just, it just happens. Yeah. Like, I, when Brooke wanted to be friends with me, I was like, okay, cool. But I was not, like, <laughs> planning on being like, Actually hey, being let's be friends. I think... <laughs> I don't but even know how it happened, how, but it just we like, now we're just good yeah, friends. Exactly. Well, I mean, yeah, so. I mean, he did say I want to be friends, and we stayed in contact. And then, um, I mean, after emissions, he hit me up, and we tried dating again. I actually forgot about the second attempt, and then like years later, I was like, oh, I wonder how he's doing. I just like hit him up, and then he asked me out again. We've literally tried to date three times, so but we've just stayed good friends through it all. Interesting. Okay. Uh, so you did. Who made the attempt to then? try and date again he did every time it sounds like yeah uh-huh. so now that makes sense to me though okay so at least there's consistency in this relationship which is he ends it the the whatever romantic potential it may have had he mm-hmm. ended that mm-hmm. and then i don't know if he looked at it this way but at least i thought he did it right which was the onus was on him to then say well if i want something to happen i should make it happen because mm-hmm. i should not have yeah. her be vulnerable again true it's always harder when you have the lower hand in the situation exactly. to come back and say i still want to try things so i think that's how you get out of that is that if there's if there's interest there even if it appears mutual if you were the one that did the breaking up with or whatever ending yeah. that mm-hmm. you're the one that has to reach out again i don't think there's any other way around it mm-hmm. i don't know if it becomes like a girl guy dynamic right no, it's just whoever has like, hand. Guy to, it, I have no hand. <laughs> exactly. I want hand. That sounds so sexual. Oh, my gosh. It does. That was a George Costanzo quote. Yes, it was. <laughs> and it, I won't share the other quote that comes at the end of that episode. That's hilarious, <laughs> but also sexual. Anyway. Um, so uh, I think that's the move. But, yeah, if you don't – if you, yeah, we talk about the guy taking charge, which I believe in. Like, mm-hmm. I believe in the guy should – absolutely be the one that's like purposeful about it like hey like let's go out you know yeah see how she responds all that stuff take the lead but then when it dissolves i don't think the male female dynamics really come into play i think at that point it's kind of like well who was the, the most one vulnerable. exactly mm-hmm. like who was the, who was the one that made the decision to change trajectory they have to make that decision again yeah if they're not going to make it then that's fine it is what it is so I don't know. Did we just solve something? What? Yeah. <laughs> I also, okay, on your outline that you created yes, for this, yeah. you said um, in Utah specifically, like, bad with dating. Like, why? But then I also just thought about why is it hard to date? And I also think that I am guilty of this. But i rather hang out with my friends than go on a date, like a first date. Oh, do you want to go there? Are we gonna Are we gonna oh, open this up heavens. right now? Do it. Can of worms. Okay. Well, look yeah, here, man. Look here. You already oh, know how I feel heavens. about this. We had a girls' night one time this week. Oh, girls' nights are so cool. I, love <laughs> I actually see guys. Every guy. Every I hate guy. Them. With their, they get so annoyed with girls' nights, but that's not the point. The point of the story is. Uh, you know what? I will say this: okay. girls' nights on the weekend are the stupidest thing I've ever heard of. During the week, whatever. Okay. I have. Okay. Ours. Okay. Never mind. What about guys' nights? <laughs> what about That's golfing a, with the boys? I'll tell you. I'll tell you how you get. Okay, for one, they always go golfing in the morning, and another, oh. <laughs> or during the day, right? Yeah. And right. another guys' nights. 
Complete facade. <laughs> they don't actually have Complete facade. <laughs> what? It's it's a default. Did we just it's solve something? <gasps> guys mean... nights is a default of there's nothing going on, let's have a guys night. Oh, versus I'll we tell have you, to I'll tell it. you how I'll tell you how you break up a guys night. Any girl says, What are you doing tonight? <laughs> Boom. Even if it's just a friend. Gone. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Even if it's just I a friend. I would like to 100%. hear from you how do guys act differently around women versus when they're just together, like being bros? Like, what is the biggest difference that shifts? I'll, let me think about that. Brooke was going to oh. say something that I, yes. and I cut her off, and sorry. I'm sorry about that, Brooke. No, you're so good. I can't even remember. But all I have to say is, I have not been on a date since January. And yeah, whose fault is that? Okay. You brought this up, by the way. But whose fault is that? <laughs> but the reason is because I have now have such good friends. I have the best. I have such good friends nowadays. You guys. And so I'm like, I actually just like Sounds really like, like you're in a little something friends. that we refer to as golden handcuffs. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, I would rather hang out with my friends than go on a date. So I am guilty of this. And that's why I probably, that's why I'm going to be single forever. Because I just would rather hang out with the homies than go on a date that I'm like. But mm-hmm. why is that? Is it because, like, you would like to go on a date that you could actually see potential with, right? Okay, true. So I haven't been interested in and you know what i haven't been excited about someone then i guess in a while but i haven't it's august yeah. so for point of reference it's been eight months <laughs> wowzers guys that's crazy i'm being really vulnerable right now <laughs> <laughs> i don't know i just feel like i have more right, let's fun. open this up let's open this up to the callers anybody want to take out <laughs> wolf or us dot call in okay. what you want to answer um, your number no, Brooke? No, because i will say there. no because Megan, i want to hang friends yeah <laughs> she's a good time she's so thoughtful all oh, the time oh gosh, of time. everyone's Both feelings of you guys. but you know what it's I a just, catch but i started but i did match with this guy on hinge and i was like i'll invite him to pickleball so i invited him to play pickleball and he had never played before Aww. and um, we love effort that's amazing that was he were you not there wait was that wednesday was night there. it was not it was a different time oh, dang it and he didn't. He never played pickleball before in his life, so he was, it was not. It was not he couldn't keep up with you. Actually, for once in my life, I was better than someone. Was <laughs> was that? That's why I asked. <laughs> was that? <laughs> was that why? Yeah, like, I should ride him around everywhere. He'll make me look good. Seriously, <laughs> except you're never gonna want to be his partner. You get smoked every time. Yeah. It sounds like. No, seriously, yeah. So one of the stories I tried. I matched with a guy on Hinge, and I tried but, to match with a friend. But wait, wait, is good. that why you See, were not I'm interested proud in him? Of you. Or if he, no, w- he was really sweet. But yeah, he was, so the, it had nothing to do with the pickleball playing. Correct. So men, nah, don't freak I doubt, out. I actually doubt that. <laughs> I actually think she's lying. Actually, just a little. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. You're right, you're right, you're right. There's no <laughs> world in which she invites a dude to pickleball. He freaking <laughs> clowns himself on the court, <laughs> yeah, and she's like, yeah, let's go out again. No way. There's no way. Pickles are better people. She's already like, set the tone by saying, "Come to pickleball." That's like, if that's important hang. to me. Yeah, that's actually very. Bad. Yeah, if he came okay. in and like freaking lit it up, I guarantee you they'd have date number two. I don't two know. Points. I have a guarantee. different opinion in that. I genuinely Probably. do. Yeah. Because you I... know how many dates I've gotten out of pickleball? Because you are so good. Honestly, none. <laughs> oh, I was gonna say on Wednesday, this guy said that you're so good, so I forgot to tell you that. Nice. Which guy? I love impressing guys just as much as girls. <laughs> oh my. <laughs> When, when it comes to guy, athletic, when it actually comes know. to athletic prowess, I'm not even kidding. Yeah, that's when fair. guys compliment me, I'm like legitimately yeah. compliment. Yeah. Yes. Who was the guy? Yes. Coming <laughs> coming back to this, just to reference, because we had to cut some things out there yeah. for a second. Uh, I am extremely complimented by Good. this this man this who told me I was amazing yes. at pickleball. So yes. I just want to put that out there. Yes. Wow. Yeah. I know. I'm so flattered. I'm blushing. <laughs> I think I'm blushing. <laughs> All right. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Hot prep with him. <laughs> Oh, if only, if only. Oh, my gosh. Um, So, anyways, point of the story is, going back, just that I am guilty of this 
with just rather hanging out with friends than going on dates. The end. That's, yeah. I think, one of the issues that, I know there's many, but that's one of them. Yeah. Oh, I'm glad that you can at least admit and it. I have, and I have FOMO, too, because I'm like, oh my gosh, I don't want to go on this date when my friends are hanging out. I'm guilty of it sometimes if, I, if I'm if i just kind of, it depends on my mindset at the time. If I feel like I've been hurt a lot recently, it's just like, oh, what's the point? I would rather yeah. be with girls who I can foster relationships with who will be in my life for the rest of my life yeah. versus spending another couple hours with another guy that it's just not, not going to go anywhere. But mm-hmm. I just have to have a better attitude about it. With the mindset. Yeah, you're, you're still you're 27, so yeah. 28 almost. Listen, so you're still do got not that gaslight whole, me. I've had that, things happen. Got that twinkle in your eye. Shut up. <laughs> I am starting to get jaded. I'm a little scared. Now, with that said, I have not made efforts either this last few months. I've uh, it's been an interesting year for me mm-hmm. in some ways. Yeah. Um, but I'm just trying to collect myself first and foremost. But I'm not shirking at any opportunities. Uh, that I feel like if they're there, um, I'm just also taking my time. That's a big thing is that I'm just resetting and just like, you know what? I'm going to hit the pause button for a bit or whatever. But anyway, one thing I wanted to share before I get into the last part of what I want to ask, because I think this will be funny, unless anybody has any okay. more stories. No. I mean, I have stories for days, but I feel like we have well, enough the problem content. Is I would actually give... I would I would I would make this episode freaking two hours if it was if it was good stuff. But the I can is, go for twenty more minutes. Twenty more minutes, okay. One thing I wanted to share real quick, and we'll go to a story from Audrey, <laughs> is we everybody says they want one thing, mm-hmm. but their actions can sh- not everybody does show different in their actions. But I think everybody at least a little bit deviates to some degree with what they say they want and how they act with, with what they want. Right, their actions show everything. It really comes down to how much we can shrink that deviation mm. on an individual level more than anything. Girls, he knows it. statistics. Ooh. <laughs> right? Yeah, put that out there. So um, I see it a lot in my friends. Yeah. I see it in myself. And this is one thing that uh, one of our mutual lady friends has brought up recently. Lady. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I don't want to say girlfriends. One of our girlfriends. Yeah, it's a little bit. It's like little... when people call me lady, I feel so old. But anyways, keep going. Well, I was referring to her for one, but another. I get it. Um, it just was. It was a little too flamboyant for me to put it that way. So we already but... talked about setting up with a guy. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, anyway, so uh, she she's brought up these not, and they're not even concerns, but it's just like it's been really highlighted to her recently where it's like I talk to these guys that will say like, oh, yeah, I want this girl in the church. I want this mm-hmm. I want this girl who's strong standards, blah, blah, blah. And these are kind of like the non-negotiables. But then when they actually show interest in a girl, it's like like maybe two of the eight things they listed are actually mm-hmm. present in that girl's life. So that is a thing. But it comes down to like how much of a how how much of it are we just lying to ourselves by saying this is what we want versus this is how we're acting with what we want and that's one thing I've been trying to key in on specifically for myself more than anything. Mm-hmm. And in fact, you asked me the other day, Brooke. You said what is your type? What is your type? Yeah. And I remember throwing out like physically, I don't have a type. I, I say that all the time. As I, long as she's cute. That, as long as I'm attracted to mm-hmm. her. Like I mean, cute is even so arbitrary, right? But I want to like for me. If I'm attracted to her, then that's all that matters. And then now that within itself, don't get my mom involved in that part uh, of the conversation, uh, <laughs> by the way, because that's the nuance that she'll just be like, well, what are you attracted to and why are you attracted to it? Anyway, so 
She did have a little rant at the end of your last podcast about that. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, oh, you yeah. need to listen to that one yeah. because you said it was so good. Yeah. Oh, the gloves come off. You know what? You know one thing I want to say? <laughs> My mom has never held back, honestly. In fact, when I was going through turmoil in a relationship it was like the ugliest ending to any relationship i've ever been in and i was telling my parents everything and i'm Mm -hmm. like listen your little boy doesn't look so great here but here it is Mm -hmm. um and there were some concerns about how this would reflect on me specifically how other parties might spin things Mm. to make me look even more specifically a terrible way and my mom said well she's like i don't think they'll go out of their way to make you look a certain way like i don't think they'll actually try and destroy your reputation but you're doing a pretty good job of it on your own oh my god <laughs> i love your mom oh my god she said this when i was like like in the depths of like she, sorrow you needed a little bit more empathy at that point point. and i was yeah. like wow no the, here's the thing i took it well i, I actually will just say I just that i took it well a mom who can throw that's to, that's what i've always appreciated too yeah. is that like she's right mm-hmm. she was right and I wasn't going to fight that. And I'm like, no. I mean, let's just say, for example, everybody heard unadulterated, just like the version of what happened and be like, oh, did not know that about you, Harper. You know, mm-hmm. stuff like that. So anyway, she wasn't wrong. She wasn't wrong. And so my focus shifted to kind of be like, all right, just what can I control and what can I learn from this and improve upon? Anyway, I feel like that was such a tangent. But- well, I just feel like in a world where we're losing the concept of consequences to actions it's so important to remember that you have to be able to own up to your mistakes and be willing to be called out for it as well well and what's nice too is that if you do and this is something that pertains i believe to somebody that may or may not be in this room that when you (laughs) cannot control the situation you have to realize if people are going to say certain things about somebody then the only thing you can then say is all right whoever knows me whoever is going to be my friend like there's a natural filter in place like if anybody's going to believe the stories they hear then amen to our relationship and you know what good riddance like it's good to know that that's no longer a thing and that i learned that lesson back when i lived in texas it's been a it's, it's been a wild ride for me but uh i came out of i came out of a situation there thinking if i share this story with people about like some of the stuff that is in direct contrast with the gospel, with what I love, with who I want to be, then they might look at that and be like, oh, gosh, you're a hypocrite. It's like, well, no, for one, because I was never actually pretending to be somebody I wasn't. I just wasn't living a lifestyle that I should have. And retroactively, I look at that and say, I do now know what I want to be, and I'm trying to be like that more and more, right? Anyway, I just wouldn't call it a hypocrite. And so then to me, that became a realization that Whoever then I shared that story with and rejected me for it, it was a natural filter. It's like, oh, cool. I don't need you in my life. Life's too short anyway. So it's not like I'm going to lose sleep over whether or not this person accepts me or rejects me. And the same applies to dating and like whatever fallout there might be from there anyway. Which kind of goes into the topic, I feel like, with the scary part of dating your friends. Because sometimes if you start dating a friend, then friend group split and people say things okay that brings up another question then and this is something i'm very passionate about okay is when they feel like they have to pick sides and i'm like are you freaking kidding me in fact i'll use these people as an example i think i even have told both of them uh amanda and chase yeah chase my good friend my roommate for three years over three years at this point 
Amanda was part of our friend group. They start dating. They stop dating. Current currently they are dating. Things are going great. It's awesome. But at one point they weren't dating, and it was kind of like, well, who do do we invite Amanda or do we invite Chase? And I'm like, I'm inviting them both. If they can't figure it out, then that's on them. But I am not freaking picking sides here because they are both my friends. Chase has been one of my longest friends, like Mm -hmm. oldest friends. I don't know how to say that. Like I've known Chase since literally like day three after my mission. Oh wow. And um, we've always been great friends. And I still, like, Amanda, I hit it off with Amanda. Amanda and I are great friends. So I wasn't going to be like, oh, sorry, I'm loyal to Chase. You're out, Amanda. No, I was like, listen, you guys are both invited to this event. If you can coexist together, great. If you guys want to decide that only one of you will show up, whatever. If neither of you want to come, okay. I'm friends with both of you. I'm not picking. You know. And the fact that people then have to, like, start drawing lines, I'm like, this is so unbelievably high school. It's honestly worse. It's like middle school. Even in high school, I felt like we were more mature than this. I'm like, I cannot believe we still struggle with this concept. I agree. Um, I'd like to make a comment here. I just think that with what what we're talking about with friends, group splitting, with people saying things that are untrue about you behind your back, no matter what that might be. Um, with what you were saying too, Harper, bouncing off that, like living your life in a way that when people hear about that kind of stuff, it doesn't even phase them because they know your character. So I think, not to get all spiritual, but this is a Latter-day Takes hey, podcast. That's the name, yeah. <laughs> as we, every single, the person that we should try to be better than is the person we were yesterday and also we should try to be emulating Christ. And the more that we are emulating Christ and trying to be Christ-like and doing what he would do, the more that kind of stuff just seems to fade, either fade out of my life or not take as much weight in my brain because it all of a sudden doesn't matter. Like the anxiety and the stress melts yeah. away. Yeah. Because what would Christ do in that situation? He he wouldn't pick sides. And it, and maybe he would do something differently between like inviting people to parties. That looks different for everyone. But he would love each of those individually regardless of the mistakes that they individually both made in the relationship. And he doesn't need to harbor ill feelings towards either of them. And when things happen also that someone is saying things that are maybe true or untrue behind your back, people can take a look at you and say, okay, I know Audrey, I know Brooke, I know Harper, and I know that that's not in their character to do that. Even if this did happen or even if this is part of the truth, I know that 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 intention was not there and I can trust that because it's that quote, like live others in the way that, um, if they don't know him, they want to know him because they know you. Oh, yeah. Um, that's cool. And that's that. that's how I like to try to approach it because you could sit there in bed all night and spin circles and think, what does this person think or how is this going to affect my life or my reputation or anything? But if we have Christ as our main example, um, it really shouldn't matter. Going off of that, this reminds me, I saw this just the other day, is that somebody was making the point that like if you go to a party, I think it was Jordan Peterson actually, shout out to that guy, mm-hmm. love him. Um, he's like, if you go to a party and you're anxious and stressed, he's like, it's very likely you're just thinking about yourself. Mm -hmm. But if you go to that party thinking about everybody else, you will not feel that anxiety or that stress. Leaving people better than how you found them. Exactly. And not to say, I will say there are some relationships I've had in my life where I've had to realize that the Christ-like thing for me is to remove them from my life. And that doesn't mean that I am saying mean things about them or that I just hate them or whatever but it's just like the healthy thing for me is to be civil towards you but I cannot have you in my inner well, circle let me add a little PR spin to that mm-hmm. this is actually how I would put it they 
exited themselves from your life mm-hmm. because you have a certain standard mm-hmm. it's the same thing i've applied with like how like the love of god right like is that unconditional and everything it's like well technically it is conditional but we have to meet those conditions he doesn't have to meet our conditions it's conditional from our end yeah in order to feel his love we have to act a certain way he it is always available for us that's the unconditional side of the love that people talk about but in your in like applying this to your same situation it's like I we know the rules for being in my circle. We know what you have to do and who you have to be and the kind of support system I'm the looking for and the respect that you need to treat me with. If not, sorry, you've removed yourself then. That is not on me. You already knew. That's what we signed up for, everybody. Yeah. So, anyway. Not all that right. I have like all these enemies, but <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, let's go through that list actually. Um, all right, so we kind of got to start wrapping things up here, but um, was there one more story we wanted to hear before and then I'm going to pose one last question. Unless, Brooke, did you have anything more you wanted to share? You know, it's a tough world out there. (laughs) But all I have to say is, though, when you talk badly about your ex or somebody, it just reflects on you. Oh, yeah. And why would you believe someone when they talk about their ex? Right? I don't know. Just I think that when you meet someone, just you have to get your own perspective on that person, too. And I think this is you and me both. There's a thing where we both felt like people were saying things about us. And it was hard. Yeah. and then I met your ex and was like, that guy's cool. Brooke's got to be so nuts. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Anyways, the same page, yeah. Anyways, but yeah. Um, okay. I, by the way, no, that's not how it went down. Just just to clarify. <laughs> Glad we're friends. Yeah. And we have each other. <laughs> right. Um, I have one more spiritual thing to talk about. Oh, oh please. Yeah. Really quick before we get into this last segment that I feel like is going to be less that way. Uh, <laughs> what? How dare you? Uh, wait, okay. Well, we, were, we were talking about this last night last with some night. girls. Yes. And we were talking yes. about how what is Satan's number one goal is to destroy oh, the family, right? Yeah. And he mm-hmm. everything that he does is to destroy the family. Mm-hmm. Um, and why am I holding your leg? That is I noticed so that weird. too. Nice. I was like, they are close. <laughs> <laughs> Should I leave the room? Yeah. Like, that- <laughs> like geez, should I turn the fan up a little bit more? Cool us all down more? Anyways. <laughs> um, okay, so I've said this for years. I think that Satan's two top two tactics are to um, distract and... Um, oh my gosh, now I'm blanking, of course. To distract us and then also to deceive us. Um, and in the spin of dating with his ultimate goal of destroying the family... Satan is distracted. At least if people our age, we're basically just doing the same thing we have done since we were 16 years old. We go to parties. We try to meet people. We try to date. All these things. Wash, rinse, repeat. And we're constantly just trying to fill our schedules with anything to distract us from like the things that really matter most. And not to say that any of those things are bad. It's a good, better, best principle. But that mm. distraction is ultimately taking us away from the thing that matters most. Like we were just talking about how we would rather be with our friends than go on dates like that right there. That's a good, better, best principle because at the end of the day, what's our ultimate goal? We want that best situation, but we would rather just take the easy route and hang out with friends, you know, like that's on us. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, And then with deception, I think a lot of times what we were just talking about with, Oh, like let's, let's say Brooke and I were talking about this cute guy that I met last weekend. Oh, I met this cute guy at a party and it's like, oh, well, I heard from so-and-so that he did this with like this, this last girlfriend, not like we're sitting there gossiping. Oh, that happens Because I also think there's a difference between gossiping and like trying to warn your friend. Like I hear that this like watch out kind of a thing, which in some way is really, really valid because you do have to like take, (laughs) Bachelor is a great example of that, right? Like if people are coming and saying like, hey, this guy in the house is like a cancer or whatever. But at the same time, you can't, People grow and people change, people evolve. You can't just like take 
stories as one person's experience is yeah. as exempl- like how it exemplifies that person yeah as and so that deception really kind that's of that's why qualitative research by the way <laughs> I think it's a bad rap anyway I mean, I literally work for a research company, so we can do a podcast all about that. But, yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, exactly. It's not broadly representative. That's, yeah. that's what we're talking about here. Yeah, yeah. So all that to say that, like, that deception that we get from other people, too, those in that way, say, that's those are two things that Satan is doing to just, like, steer us away from things that are going to ultimately bring us potentially a lot of happiness yeah. or a lot of growth at the end, like at the low point, it would just be a lot of growth. Um, well, and let's just say this too. If you're going to readily throw something out like that, then you also, I mean, if the atonement didn't exist, I'd be the first to be like, don't date me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Seriously, I would. Cause that, that's just the fact of the matter. And that's yeah. how amazing the atonement is. Yeah. But if it didn't exist, I'd be like, nope, I've screwed up. I've squandered my life like my life my potential like it's over that's it but since the atonement does exist it's like we'll get to know who the real me is somebody that takes advantage of the atonement Mm -hmm. like on a fairly regular basis Mm -hmm. and more often i should probably do it even more often not even in the sense of repentance but just kind of like how we can utilize the gifts we've been given through the atonement but anyway sorry yeah 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 well because in this we is we okay sorry we talked about this (laughs) last night because a guy told me this week that because i'm turning 30 in december and he's like you're gonna be a red flag because you're gonna be 30 and divorced Mm -hmm. and i was like Oh wow! Sheesh, who was this guy? This is what brought our conversation up last night. Cutting cutting people out of your life. Wow, that really hurt because I'm like I didn't think about it like that. And then yeah, and then we talked about with one of our girlfriends, and she's just like, "Well, we have to figure out what's a red flag, and what's like so an ick, and what's a standard, and like yeah, to getting your own opinion from somebody and not listening to someone else in the scene. And that's the thing. Yeah, I guess going into that, I keep bringing this up, but why is dating in Utah so hard? Is because a lot of times the social scene is so small, and we all say things about each other and it's like why can't we just lift someone up or like a past yeah. boyfriend yeah. actually he's so great you should you should because you know what if it doesn't work for me it could work for someone else so there's just like all these things to like think about too and like yeah realizing it's like is this a red flag or is it like we just have different standards or is this like an ick versus like you know oh, this ick stuff is new to me i don't believe in the ick personally i don't i don't love the ick i've never heard ick before this oh. is all 100 percent new oh, to me oh really yeah oh there's it's called like a, do i want to know though really do i want to know it's just like it's important for you, you to know dating oh, somebody and they and you really like them everything's going great but then also they do something and you're like ugh and then it's over. He's bad at pickleball. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, that's one of them. Yeah, so like it example. sounds like a yellow like, flag. How like, I've used yellow okay. flag. That's, there you go. Yellow or orange flag. Yeah, that's, yes. and that's yes. what's hard but for me about like the someone. concept of the ick is that a lot of people are just like, oh, I'm done. And yes. it's just so hard for me to say, okay, because that means, here again, like they're talking about, I do one thing mm-hmm. wrong and bam, like there goes You're our fixed. relationship. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I agree. And I will say, I need to be better at that. I need to be better at like, not like like basically understanding what the line is from like what is genuinely something that I should put up with and should not. Yeah, and like some of my best relationships have had aspects of ick in it. It's just like okay, really, but I still like you. That's endearing. It becomes yeah, yeah, yeah. more of an endearing thing than like a ugh. Yes. I can't. You know. Yes. Fair. yes. I don't know. Yeah, because I'm sure I have thousands of icks, <laughs> um, and so I would hate to, for myself to be yeah, ri- written right. off because of an ick. I only have like a few. (laughs) Harper is blameless. (laughs) Um, Anyway, so we do have to wrap things up here, I believe, because Audrey's got to go. But 
stay tuned for next week when we talk about how each of us would do in a bachelor slash bachelorette situation. <laughs> oh my gosh, Amy and I were just talking about this. I would love to talk about this, but oh well. We don't have time. Should we let you go and Brooke and I will evaluate yeah, you? Yeah, you can. How, yeah, how, how Audrey will I, do. I want to say one really quick thing. Yeah. With I don't know if anyone watches The Bachelor, but these girls, oh, Gabby and Rachel, I cannot. So all they want is honesty from these guys, and then when they get honesty from the guys, they freak out. And so it's like, is that why guys don't want to confront us? Because they feel like if they're going to be honest with us, we're going to freak out? Oh, absolutely so part of it. That's absolutely part of it. It's it, uh, sad. I just... If well, I mean, and that's not a girl thing, though. That's just in being honest with anyone. Just like, how are they going to take this? Are they going to freak out at me? You know, it's yeah. like, that's just being a human. Yeah. yeah. I will yeah. say the only thing I've thought of for myself is I am almost 100% sure that if I was in specifically a bachelorette situation, one of the myriad dudes that are having to fight for this girl i guarantee you i'd be like i'm not gonna fight i'm just gonna be friends with these dudes like <laughs> and find like two or three and we just like bro out together yeah, and yeah. i'd probably get nixed in like week one because she'd be like he seems like he's having more fun with that guy than he is with me so well maybe we need gone. to do another podcast and we'll talk more about stories and bachelor and other deeper yeah, things yeah. but i had leave the one time i more. had a few girls that's right that's true one time i had a few girls for an episode explain the bachelor dynamics to me because that was when like Chris Harrison got like oh, bumped and stuff. Yeah, I've been pretty. I'm not a really. I'm not even a Chris Harrison bachelor left. fan. I kind of like being like totally naive to it all. <laughs> That's I, okay. The only Honestly, time I watched it was when I've dated a girl that was into it. That was it. Yeah. And obviously, uh, our very own um, Bree Stouse. Oh yeah. Well, I've actually never met her, but friend of the podcast. Yeah, Bree's awesome. She was on. I watched yeah. her season of music. Or listen to your heart, sorry. Listen you know, heart. I just have to give a shout out to Brie. I respect that girl so much. I watched her because I knew she was a member. I knew she was an active member of the church and of the church. She's Christian Learners Faith. And I just, she dressed modestly the whole time. Yeah. She yeah. kept her standards. I, and I know that she's in doubt. And I was just so impressed by that because that would be very, very hard. Well, and she situation. talked about the pod on that episode. She talked about like how they specifically had like a different like glass for her. Yeah. Not not different actually looking glass, but they had a different substance in it. I can't remember mm-hmm. what it was specifically. That's really uh, cool was non-alcoholic. Mm-hmm. She said that she could only bring like a handful of things with her, and one of them was a like a pocket shape uh, Book of Mormon, pocket size Book of Mormon. Cool. So yeah, she had some cool things to say about that. I actually have a friend who's a producer on the show on the show who's also a member. Um, so it'd be interesting for her to come on your podcast sometime maybe. Yes, it would. To kind of talk about the aspects of like different standards and different all different types of personalities going on that show and trying absolutely. To- We'll have, to, we'll have to go down that rabbit hole for yeah. sure. Yeah. Well, all right. Okay. I, thank you so much. <laughs> thank you. Ladies. But like some random dude in a store ladies. like, ma'am or lady, I'm like, I am a miss. <laughs> oh, you're a miss? You prefer miss? Well, yeah, because I'm young. <laughs> That's yeah, not I mean, young. Yeah. Miss is like, I was like seven and all the women in our neighborhood in Las Vegas, when this was when I lived in Las Vegas, We'd grow up calling them like Miss Pam and Miss whatever, Miss and it's like they just—it's because they're seventy. That's why we did it. <laughs> oh, Miss Pam. Even though they were in like their thirties. Anyways, think, we can wrap up. I'm so sorry. <laughs> That's all right. Thank okay. you both Thank for you, coming Harper. on. Seriously, this so was fun. fun. I like. I would absolutely do a part two. This one went really quick. <laughs> it went very quick. And I think we got the people what they wanted <laughs> and what they needed. They need more stories. That's right. So give us out. Go keep on being dysfunctional out there, everybody, and give us all the stories you can, please. Yeah. Preach. Okay. Uh, You're the best. Thank hey, you. Hey, Brooke Wolf is awesome, and she hasn't been on a date in eight months. So if you oh, want to hit her up, hit her. Call for a oh. good time. But you both are single too, so you know. Yeah, but we're not chomping at the bit like you are. (laughs) 
<laughs> Sorry. And cut. This is, <laughs> I can't. I got to do my girl Brooke a oh, solid. She is not chomping at the bit. Oh that's actually gosh, her biggest so enemy so is the fact that she's not chomping at the bit. She I just Can I do a little hot friend Friday for oh, a second? No, okay. no honestly, truthfully, this girl, she is so selfless. And she's always, that's she's very considerate you. of everyone's feelings in our friend group. She's always doing everything that she can. Almost to a fault. I'm trying to tell her to hone it back just a little bit to just like make everyone's like birthdays really, really special to make make sure that everyone is like happy in whatever situation that we're in. So thoughtful. So like respectful of people's time. She's always on time to things. Not I just this. she's so good. She's a very selfless human being. And you don't see that often in our age group. Um, she has been able to continue to age with beauty and grace as she um, doesn't just mom she gets material left less, and right is what I'm hearing she gets more self- selfless and less selfish and well, I think both of you that. are going to be great mothers well thank for the record. you mm, so. um, I know please okay I gotta go I really do <laughs> okay. she can talk me up next time alright love you both love you both bye. bye thank you ever bye special thank you once again to Brooke and to Audrey wonderful wonderful women Makes you wonder, how are these women not just snatched up? And, you know, maybe it's because we're our own worst enemies. You know, I'm sure some people could ask the same question about me if I dare flatter myself like that on my own podcast. Anyway, sorry. Thank you so much for them to coming on. I, I To them for coming on, I had a really fun time talking with them. I hope you all enjoyed listening to it. Um, wanted to make kind of the, the kind of Book of Mormon spiritual thought segment here to finish it off fairly quick because that was such a long episode um so one thing i was talking about with a couple of my sisters on sunday just over a text thread i have this text thread that i that i share with a couple siblings and we just share spiritual thoughts things like that um that come to mind little like tidbits something that we might find interesting something we missed in the scriptures that were like hey what do you think about this or whatever this one came courtesy of my sister Beth, uh, wonderful, has eight wonderful children. Um, I see them regularly, and, I, and I'm very grateful for that. Um, get along with them so well. Love that family. Uh, I'm a 560. So I've read this verse many times, but this never stood out to me before. And it has some specific context because it kind of goes along the lines, and, and, and it's like I can't help myself, the, the Julie Hanks kind of thing where... You know, we we wonder, like, what is it that we should do when we identify people that kind of go against the grain, but in a bad way that can be destructive towards a lot of vulnerable members of the church. But this is what a verse says. And this is Alma talking to his people. He says, And now I say unto you that the good shepherd doth call after you. And if you will hearken unto his voice, he will bring you into his fold, and ye are his sheep. And then here's the part where it gets good. And he commandeth you that ye suffer no ravenous wolf to enter among you, that ye may not be destroyed. And he then gives a commandment in 61, the next verse. He says, I command you all in the language of him who hath commanded me. So he's basically saying, God is commanding all of you, that you observe the words which I have spoken to you, saying that get rid of these ravenous wolves. Now, the people that listened to that the most were the anti-Nephi-Lehi's, because when Korahor came to visit them in their town in Jershon, they like tied him up and were like, what should we do with this guy? He's clearly like not preaching what we believe in. What should we do? And they actually say, well, the laws of the land dictate that we should let him go. Like we, we're not going to hold him prisoner. He's free to worship however he wants. He's free to talk to people however he wants. 
but but it's fine if you want to kick him out of your town. So that's all I did. But anyway, that's a very zealous approach. And he, this is basically what Alma the Younger is telling us in this scripture. He's telling his people, he's saying, be zealous. And you are commanded that you suffer no ravenous wolf to enter among you. Now, this becomes an interesting question. Who is the ravenous wolf among us? How do you identify one of those? And what does that actually mean? And that's a question that obviously I can't answer for you right now. I wouldn't say necessarily, oh, people like Julie Hanks, that's the ravenous wolf. Um, I think there's a side of Julie Hanks that absolutely thinks she really is helping people, like she genuinely thinks she is. I just think she's very misguided in her approach. I think a ravenous wolf is, in like the intent is to lead them astray. I don't think Julie Hanks is quite there yet. I think maybe she could be. It's kind of a slippery slope, I'm kind of watching in case that might happen. Um, where she may just abandon these beliefs. I mean, it's happened to others kind of along the same lines. John DeLynn is one great example of that. Um, and these people can be dangerous. And that's why I think Julie Hanks is dangerous right now, because she looks appealing. I think she's more kind of a wolf in sheep's clothing. And I do think there is a difference there. If, I, if you feel like I'm splitting hairs, I'm sorry. But I think she identifies herself to be kind of among the sheep when in reality she's not. And it's because she kind of preaches these progressive values, these things that, you know what, you don't really have to listen to what the prophet says. It's more important that you listen to your own heart and you can go against the grain all you want as long as you're comfortable. And it makes me kind of wonder, like, well, then what is a sin and, and how should we treat that? And what's the need for an atonement? Because if, if we aren't sinning, then what's the point of being not like repenting? And if we don't have to repent, there's no need for an atonement. And that's literally what Nehor taught which is why I made that comparison weeks ago, that she is like Nihor. Anyway, that one obviously got me in hot water directly with her. She came after me, um, and that's okay. It's, I mean, I, invite, I basically invite that by putting this out in a public forum. Anyway, so I just wanted to highlight that because I think it is important that we do actually have a duty here to point it out and to really try and rid ourselves of these ravenous wolves. So maybe we could be more observant and understand what exactly that means, but that's going to be personal, and I... Would encourage everybody to kind of find what that line is. One other thing I wanted to say that I was thinking about with Julie Hanks is that honestly, maybe she isn't doing anything wrong. And what I mean by that is maybe her goal isn't to get to the highest degree of the celestial kingdom, or maybe she's telling her followers, you don't need to have to get to the highest degree of the celestial kingdom. Because the way I define it, it is very different than the way she preaches. And so I don't really, those two things don't really coexist to me. If their goal is to live in the telestial or the terrestrial kingdom or a lower degree of the celestial, then more power to them. Good for them. Live life how you want. Um, I guess in the end, it doesn't really matter what you want to do then. But if your goal is the highest, which, I mean, I believe if you're a member of this church, if you made these covenants, why not make it the highest? I don't understand why you wouldn't. Because the default for everybody is at least the telestial kingdom, which is an amazing situation to be in. But a lot of people are going to make it to the terrestrial too, I believe. Anyway, without really trying that hard. Um... If our goal isn't the highest degree of the celestial kingdom, then what are we doing in the church? Making these covenants, right? You know, fair question, personal question for all of us to answer. So I believe that should be all of our goals. It's my goal. I obviously don't do the best job achieving that goal on a daily basis, but the idea is to get better over time. So here's to hoping. Um, and if that's not her goal, then I guess I don't really have much more to criticize there. So I just believe that this takes hard work, that... In order to succeed in being on that path of becoming like God, then it's going to really be hard. And that's why we have eternity. Because eternity, it's going to take eternity to become like God. So 
that's that's where that's my belief anyway and that's why i generally disagree with the idea and the philosophy that julie hanks likes to throw towards her followers because i think it should not should be harder for harder's sake i just think that growth is hard and i think we need to embrace these hardships so that we can grow because i think that's exactly what god had to do in order to become like he is Old love, I remember falling so madly There must have been magic in the valley And a rhythm in the night Cause I could almost see it Did you fade right out of you? If it takes time